From Eric Public Media and the Alaska Ice Corporation, this is the podcast Wikiredia, wherein we read from start to finish without comment or commentary the Wikipedia entries that we find most interesting. Today's topic, imposter syndrome. The original Wikipedia page lives at www.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash imposter underscore syndrome. And we're tapping into this text under the Creative Commons license, which permits adaptation and retransmission of original work provided that attribution is made. Wikiredia is similarly distributed under the same Creative Commons license. One last thing before we start, we want to know what your favorite Wikipedia pages are. Please send suggestions for future episodes to wikiredia at pm.me. This is Imposter Syndrome, Wikiredia episode number 302, date of production February 12th, 2023, and I'm your host, Eric Goris. Let's get started. Imposter Syndrome. Imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism, is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon do not believe they deserve their success or luck. They may incorrectly attribute it to the Matthew effect, or they may think that they are deceiving others because they feel as if they are not as intelligent as they outwardly portray themselves to be. Imposter syndrome can stem from and result in strained personal relationships and can hinder individuals from achieving their full potential in their fields of interest. When imposter syndrome was first conceptualized, it was viewed as a phenomenon that was common among high-achieving women. Further research has shown that it affects both men and women, in the collective sense that the proportion affected are more or less equally distributed among the genders. Individuals with imposter syndrome often have corresponding mental health issues, which may be treated with psychological interventions, though the phenomenon is not a formal mental disorder. The term imposter phenomenon was introduced in an article published in 1978 titled The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Invention by Pauline R. Clance and Suzanne A. Imes. Clance and Imes defined imposter phenomenon as, quote, an internal experience of intellectual phoniness and initially focused their research on women in higher education and professional industries. The researchers surveyed over 100 women, approximately one-third of whom were involved in psychotherapy for reasons besides imposter syndrome, and and two-thirds of whom they knew from their own lectures in therapy groups. All of the participants had been formally recognized for their professional excellence by colleagues and displayed academic achievement through educational degrees and standardized testing scores. Despite the consistent external validation these women received, they lacked internal acknowledgement of their accomplishments. When asked about their success, some participants attributed it to luck, while some believed that people had overestimated their capabilities. 
Clance and Imes believed that this mental framework of imposter phenomenon developed from factors such as gender stereotypes, familial problems, cultural norms, and attribution style. They discovered that the women in the study experienced symptoms of generalized anxiety, lack of self-confidence, depression, and frustration related to inability to meet self-imposed standards of achievement. Psychopathology Certain individuals with imposter syndrome may see themselves as less ill, less depressed, less anxious than their peers or other mentally ill people, citing their lack of severe symptoms as the indication of the absence of or of a minor underlying issue. People with this mindset often do not seek help for their issues because they see their problems as not worthy of psychiatric attention. Investor phenomenon is studied as a reaction to particular stimuli and events. It is an experience that occurs in an individual, not a mental disorder. Imposter phenomenon is not recognized in the DSM or ICD, although both of these classification systems recognize low self-esteem and sense of failure as associated symptoms of depression. Measuring Imposter Phenomenon The first scale designed to measure characteristics of imposter phenomenon was designed by Clance in 1985 called the Clance Imposter Phenomenon Scale, CIPS. The scale can be used to determine if characteristics of fear are present in the individual and to what extent. The aspects of fear include, quote, fear of evaluation, fear of not continuing success, and fear of not being as capable as others. Characteristics of imposter syndrome, such as an individual's self-esteem and their perspective of how they achieve success, are measured by the CIPS. An example of 1,271 engineering, engineering college students were studied by Brian F. French, Sarah C. Ulrich French, and Deborah Fullman to examine the psychometric properties of the CIPS. They found that scores of the scale's individual components were not entirely reliable or consistent and suggested that these should not be used to make significant decisions about individuals with the syndrome. In her 1985 paper, Clance explained that imposter phenomenon can be distinguished by the following six characteristics, of which an individual who has imposterism must experience at least two. One, the imposter cycle. Two, the need to be special or be the best. Three, characteristics of Superman, Superwoman. Four, fear of failure. Five, denial of ability and discounting praise. Six, feeling fear and guilt about success. Management In their 1978 paper, Clance and Imes proposed a therapeutic approach they used for participants or clients with imposter phenomenon. This technique includes a group setting where various individuals meet others who are also living with this experience. The researchers explained that group meetings made a significant impact on their participants, and they proposed that this impact was a result of the realization that they were not the only ones who experienced these feelings. 
The participants were required to complete various homework assignments as well. In one assignment, participants recalled all the people they believed they had fooled or tricked in the past. In another take-home task, individuals wrote down the positive feedback they had received. Later, they would have to recall why they received this feedback and what about it made them perceive it in a negative light. In the group sessions, the researchers also had the participants reframe common thoughts and ideas about performance. An example would be to change, quote, I might fail this exam, to, quote, I will do well on this exam. The researchers concluded that simply extracting self-doubt before an event helps eliminate feelings of imposterism. It was recommended that the individuals struggling with this experience seek support from friends and family. Although imposter phenomenon is not a pathological condition, it is a distorted system of belief about oneself that can have a powerful negative impact on an individual's valuation of their own worth. Imposter syndrome is not a recognized psychiatric disorder. It is not featured in the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, nor is it listed as a diagnosis in the International Classification of Diseases, 10th Revision, ICD-10. Outside the academic literature, imposter syndrome has become widely discussed, especially in the context of achievement in the workplace. Other research on therapeutic approaches for imposterism emphasizes the importance of self-worth. Individuals who live with imposter phenomenon commonly relate self-esteem and self-worth to others. A major aspect of other therapeutic approaches for imposter phenomenon focus on separating the two into completely separate entities. In a study in 2013, researcher Quina Huang proposed that intrinsic motivation can decrease the feelings of being a fraud that are common in imposter phenomenon. Huang also suggested that implementing a mentor program for new or entering students will minimize students' feeling of self-doubt. Having a mentor who has been in the program will help the new students feel supported. This allows for a much smoother and less overwhelming transition. Imposter experience can be addressed with many kinds of psychotherapy. Group psychotherapy is an especially common and effective way of alleviating the imposter experience. Occurrence it has been estimated that nearly 70% of individuals will experience signs and symptoms of imposter phenomenon at least once in their life. This can be a result of a new academic or professional setting. Research shows that imposter phenomenon is not uncommon for students who enter a new academic environment. Feelings of insecurity can come as a result of an unknown new environment. This can lead to lower self-confidence and belief in their own abilities. Gender differences. Clance and Imes stated in their 1978 article that based on their clinical experience, imposter phenomenon was less prevalent in men. However, more research has mostly found that imposter phenomenon is spread equally among men and women. Research has shown that women commonly face imposter phenomenon in regard to performance. The perception of ability and power is evidenced in outperforming others. For men, imposter phenomenon is often driven by the fear of being unsuccessful or not good enough. Settings Imposter phenomenon can occur in other various settings. Some examples include a new environment, 
academic settings, in the workplace, social interactions, and relationships, platonic or romantic. In relationships, people with imposterism often feel that they do not live up to the expectations of their friends or their loved ones. It is common for the individual with imposterism to think that they must have somehow tricked others into liking them and wanting to spend time with them. They experience feelings of being unworthy or of not deserving the beneficial relationships they possess. There is empirical evidence that demonstrates the harmful effects of imposter phenomenon in students. Studies have shown that when a student's academic self-concept increases, the symptoms of imposter phenomenon decrease, and vice versa. The worry and emotions that students held had a direct impact of their performance in the program. Common facets of imposter phenomenon experienced by the students included not feeling prepared academically, especially when comparing themselves to classmates, questioning on the grounds which they were accepted into the program, and perceiving that positive recognition, awards, and good grades stemmed from external factors rather than personal ability or intelligence. Coakley et al. investigated the impact imposter phenomenon has on students, specifically ethnic minority students. They found that the feelings the student had of being fraudulent resulted in psychological distress. Ethnic minority students often questioned the grounds on which they were accepted into the program. They held the false assumption that they only received their acceptance due to affirmative action, rather than an extraordinary application and qualities they had to offer. Tigranian et al. 2021 examined the way imposter phenomenon relates to psychology, psychology doctoral students. The purpose of the study was to investigate the IP's relationship to perfectionistic cognitions, depression, anxiety, and achievement motives, self-efficacy, self-compassion, and self-esteem in clinical and counseling psychology doctoral students. Furthermore, this study sought to investigate how IP interferes with academic, practicum, and internship performance of these students and how IP manifests throughout a psychology doctoral program. Included were 84 clinical and counseling psychology doctoral students, and they were instructed to respond to an online survey. The data was analyzed using a Pearson's product moment correlation and a multiple linear regression. 88% of the students in the study reported at least moderate feelings of IP characteristics. This study also found significant positive correlations between the IP and perfectionistic cognitions, depression, anxiety, and self-compassion. This study indicates that clinical faculty and supervisors should take a supportive approach to assist students to help decrease feelings of IP in hopes of increasing feelings of competence and confidence. Connections. Research has shown that there is a relationship between imposter phenomenon and the following factors. Family expectations, overprotective parents or legal guardians, graduate level coursework, Racial, racial identities, attribution style, anxiety, depression, low trait self-esteem, perfectionism, and excessive self-monitoring with an emphasis on self-worth. The aspects listed are not mutually exclusive. These components are often found to correlate among individuals with imposter phenomenon. It is incorrect to infer that the correlational relationship between these aspects caused the imposter experience. 
In individuals with imposter phenomenon, feelings of guilt often result in a fear of success. The following are examples of common notions that lead to feelings of guilt and reinforce the phenomenon. The good education they were able to receive. Being acknowledged by others for success. Belief that it is not right or fair to be in a better situation than a friend or loved one. Being referred to as, quote, the smart one, quote, the talented one, quote, the responsible one, quote, the sensitive one, quote, the good one, or quote, our favorite. Individuals. Below is a small selection of notable individuals who have reportedly experienced this phenomenon. Riz Ahmed, Maya Angelou, Jacinda Ardern, Mike Cannon-Brooks, Tommy Cooper, Neil Gaiman, Tom Hanks, Chuck Lorre, Michelle Obama, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sonia Sotomayor, Nicholas Sturgeon, David Tennant, Emma Watson, Maddie Healy, Tom York, Lando Norris, and Andre 3000. also. Capris delusion, a psychiatric disorder which manifests as the irrational belief that one's loved ones, close friends, or associates have been replaced with identical doppelgangers. Cotard syndrome, a rare psychological disorder in which the sufferer believes themselves to be dead. The Dunning-Kruger effect, a cognitive bias wherein people of non-average ability, both high and low, inaccurately estimate their own abilities. Explanatory style, how people typically explain events to themselves. Illusory superiority, a cognitive bias whereby a person overestimates their own qualities and abilities. Inner critic, a manifestation of the inner voice which demeans and criticizes the person it belongs to. Fakin' It, Simon and Garfunkel song, a 1960s era pop rock song on the subject. Jonah Complex, the fear of success which prevents the realization of one's potential. Library anxiety, mindset, poser, self-handicapping, setting up to fail, or setting oneself up to fail, a psychological phenomenon where someone intentionally attempts to prevent their own success at a given task. Tall poppy syndrome, aspects of a culture where people of high status are resented for having been viewed as superior to their peers. And lastly, inferiority complex. That's it for today's episode of Wikiredia. Look, before you go, be sure to hit subscribe, follow us on Twitter at It's Wikiredia, and tell your friends. What do you want to listen to? Send topic ideas to our email, which is wikiredia at pm.me. Our producer and narrator, that's me, is Eric Gorris. Our engineer is OJ Tingles, and our content editor is Johnny Rocketship. We ask you to support this show by following and sharing, but more importantly, just listening. We also ask that you do your part to support Wikipedia itself by considering a donation to the Wikipedia Foundation. That can be done at 
wikipedia.org. All, or at least the vast majority, of the words spoken on this show are from the text of Wikipedia entries, and we're using those words under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license, which grants us, and in fact anyone, the right to adapt the original work remix it, and then to distribute and transmit the work even for commercial purposes. This license requires that we name the author of the original work, which in this case is Wikipedia. Wikiredia itself is also distributed under the same Creative Commons attribution, Sharealike 3.0 license. Wikiredia is a production of Eric Public Media and the Alaska Ice Corporation. Oh, thank you.